Algar Productions. Despite the title, the following podcast is most decidedly not for kids. This is the Kids Love Static Shock Podcast with your hosts, Maggie Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Hi, pals. Uh, it's us again. I'm Al. I'm Maggie. And uh, yeah, we're done with static. We're here to answer your mail. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a lot more mail than, than I expected, which is great. Yeah, I, I love that. Thanks, guys. Everyone writing in. Uh, but uh, first, I suppose, final thoughts on static? Uh, mostly really good. Like, mm-hmm. I'm glad we did this, basically. You know, like, mm-hmm. this is a show I probably just would not have gotten around to um, if I hadn't. If we hadn't been doing the show, and you yeah, know. I mean, every every one of our guests said the same thing. Like, mm-hmm. I I have not seen this show, and I'm only watching it for you guys. Yeah, and it's too bad. Yeah, I mean, like, like this is a character that deserves to be with the rest of the DCU. You know, yeah, absolutely. Like and, this character should be like in like this character should have like a regular comic series like this character should be showing up on like other Justice League type shows or whatever you know yeah at this point he should be fully integrated into like the Justice League mm-hmm. or I don't know the Teen Titans or something like Titans one of the would big be a teams. great place for him you know yeah they heavily implied in the uh, uh, Batman Beyond crossover episode that mm-hmm. one day he would meet the t- I think it was that one it yeah was one where he met Batman yeah. And Batman said one day he would know who the Titans were. Or something You're going like to be that. in the Titans someday. No, I'm not. Mm-hmm. Um, we just didn't. I don't think we see the Titans in mm-hmm. this continuity is the thing. No, it's like it really feels like they're OK. Next, we're going to do a Titans cartoon. And then instead they made the Titans cartoon that they did, which is good, but um, mm-hmm. d- different. Well, it just doesn't fit with this universe, as I understand. Exactly. I, I hadn't seen it. I, that's a hard sell for me. I just I don't. Well, I, I don't care about Teen Girl Squad, but they're superheroes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's it's the word teen. It's literally just the word teen. Yeah. But also, anyway. you hate Titans. Uh, I'm indifferent to Titans. Actually. You refuse to remember them. Well, that is true. Mm-hmm. I did forget about the Titans until just now. Until yeah. you just said that. Yeah, that's a good point. Oh no, I forgot about 9/11 too. <laughs> um. Uh, yeah, I. I'm glad we watched it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had previously seen a handful of episodes when Amanda and I did a run through the DC Animated Universe, but all we did was watch the crossover. Episodes, exactly, which, yeah. Which there were lots of. Boy, actually. there sure were. Lots more than I expected, and mm-hmm. I don't think I've seen all of them, actually. It, um, the fact but, that it was that many crossover episodes, and not just DC crossover episodes. Yeah, that that doesn't bother me at all, honestly. I To me, that's kind of the part of the story of uh, an up-and-coming baby superhero mm-hmm. is meeting the other guys yep. and working with them like that's fine mm-hmm. as long as we don't lose him as long as he's still the main focus and we still like his character is still strong and he was mm-hmm. so you know i don't mind all the all the guys that showed up but yeah. also it's a it's a show of confidence that they're like the show's probably not getting the ratings it should be let's let's put batman over there maybe mm-hmm. more people will watch it that's kids good. like batman as is what i've been told <laughs> Yeah, I mean, maybe over time, maybe in another twenty years, that like will evolve into something stronger. Mm-hmm. But you know, for now, we're gonna really do. We're gonna start simple and just like kids like Batman. You know, look, you don't you don't jump right to love unless you're no. unless you're like a, a crazy stalker or something. Uh huh. You know, you, you you like you like them, and then you like like them, and mm-hmm. then you know, so forth. Yeah. 
All right. Well, we have lots and lots of mail, which I'm very pleased to announce. So well, let's uh, let's get into it. Yeah. Uh, first one comes from Troy, and Troy actually uh, wrote this for the previous one, but uh, uh, missed the fact that it is Kids Love Batman podcast at Gmail, not ah. Kids Love Batman at Gmail. And that's why I've been hitting that a little harder this time, because mm-hmm. I saw that. Uh, let's see. Uh, hey, kids. Uh, oh, wait. Am I a kid <clears throat> as the listener? Or are we all kids since we're spending a large amount of time watching Batman? Anyway, it's been super fun revisiting these series with you. Turns out I knew almost nothing about either Superman or Batman Beyond, two shows I could have sworn I watched when they were on. Aside from a few momentary flashes, mostly of absurd body horror like that weird drippy goo man, <laughs> everything in Batman Beyond felt totally fresh to me. Oh, I know which one he's talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one who wanted to be like Ink, I believe. Yes. That was a good uh, one. I'm curious what single thing you think you'll remember most from this series, and he's talking about Batman Beyond here. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you think back on it in the distant future when you become Alan Maggie Beyond, well, the nice thing about having terrible memories like we do is three months later, we are in the distant future. Yeah, basically. I can revisit TV shows so much because it's just like, I don't remember any of this. Yeah. How did I not remember this this great character, this great joke? Mm -hmm. I don't know, because my (laughs) brain is awful. Yeah. Time uh, time to rewatch this series that was deeply beloved to me. And mm-hmm. it's all new and fresh. The only memory I have now is that I liked it, but mm-hmm. no specific memory as to why. Sometimes it's good to have. It's good when your brain is broken. Sometimes that is not, a, that is a, a way that it it is good, but not uh, often. No. Also, we really between the two of us should have one of us who isn't like that. You would think so, right? Look, if we had uh, if we'd been planning this like twelve years ago, we probably would have <laughs> gotten like a third person who like. Has their shit together or something? Well, no, because that used to be me. Mm-hmm. You remember when I had my shit together? It's been a while, but uh-huh. I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't. I didn't mean for this to turn into that. Well, we also um, didn't plan on, you know, yeah, COVID ruining everything. I, I mean, that's only one factor among many, but we don't need to get into all mm-hmm. that. Um, uh, Troy continues. Thanks for all you do. Between post to toe and endeavor, you've been a reliable source of positivity and cleverness, and just general good vibes, and that totally rules. Yeah. Aw. Thank you. So what is the thing you will remember most from Batman Beyond, given that we haven't watched it since June? This is actually a good question, Mm -hmm. given what we just said. Well, now it's the Zeta Project, because it's the only thing I have to remember. Uh, Yeah. I, you know, I've made no secret of the fact that I'm not particularly looking forward to Mm. that. But, uh, you know. I hope you have such a good time on the Zeta Project. Did you come out of that and you're like, that's the best one? I mean, I doubt that's going to happen, but I may enjoy it. I like Mm -hmm. robots. Yeah. I like robots very much. Mm-hmm. It's just, uh, this is such a, te- like, Static worked very hard to connect itself to mm-hmm. the other things. Zeta spun off from Batman Beyond, and maybe Terry will show up again, but. Probably that's, not. That's probably it. <laughs> like, the connection to the DCAU as a whole is very tenuous, and I went back and forth for a long time. Are we going to cover the show? Mm-hmm. Should we go? In? I was like, yeah, why not? It'll it, give us two more months is basically what I, what I, where I landed on that. It just feels very, Terry, it's your friend Zeta. Do you want to come over to my show? Uh, I gotta, gotta, gotta go. Today's the day I'm telling Dana. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. Nope. Terry is a liar. I think we probably said this at the time, but it would be great if the only character from Batman Beyond who showed up in Zeta was uh, Dana. Mm-hmm. I thought Dana uh, I thought Dana should be uh, the sidekick that runs around with him. Yep, absolutely. Uh, the thing that I I that sticks with <laughs> the me the enti- most. Sorry, the what entire the- series is just her going. But where's Terry? 
<laughs> have you seen? You told me you would tell me where Terry is. Mm-hmm. I, okay. I, I have repeatedly told you where Terry is. You oh. just eat a bowl of chili and wander off. <laughs> oh, chili. <laughs> Well, I guess the, the our main takeaway from Batman Beyond is uh, Dana. Mm-hmm. That's fi- I'm fine with that. No, I, I said this going in, and I stand by this. Batman Beyond had one of the strongest, I hate calling them rogues galleries, mm-hmm. but group of villains. Mm-hmm. Particularly His dastardly rogues gallery, Al. Oh, God. Particularly, re- I mean, not full-on original, because it's comic stuff, and they're mm-hmm. drawing on other comic stuff and doing a lot of pastiche and a lot of homages and things, but, like... It, the fact that they created almost every one of his villains from, you know, from nothing. Yeah. Like, they're not drawn from comics. They're they're inspired by mm-hmm. comics, like I said, but they're new guys. Like, I love that, and I love that almost all of them were decent. Like, Ink was amazing. Ink was oh, like, yeah, Ink ruled. Probably top five villain for me when we're done with all of this. Yeah. Maybe top three. Well, and, like, the temptation with that show to just be all like, and here's Robot Penguin, and uh, this is uh, the, the the future of uh, Clayface or whatever. And, no, we uh, did have a small handful of those exactly yeah. enough to keep you interested. Like, mm-hmm. the, the Rachel Ghoul one was so good. Yep. And the Mr. Freeze one was so good. Oh, At least yeah. the Joker one was. Mm-hmm. And was that, oh, and we saw Sad Old Bane. Yeah. Was that it? I think that's it. That might have been it. And kind of, that's perfect. Like, yeah, I like that, like, where where's the Riddler of the future? Well, he retired because being the Riddler, you know, like, the Riddling is a young man's game, for one thing. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. Look, it's fun to beat up on the Riddler, and I would do that, but, like, we have another show to record after this, so mm. we don't need to go into a half-hour sidetrack on uh, how much the Riddler sucks, but I could. Maybe that'll be a Patreon bonus mm. sometime. Yep, yep. <laughs> But the fact is, the Riddler's just a guy. Mm-hmm. He's dead in 50 years, just like the Penguin, who's a guy who doesn't take very good care of himself. Mm-hmm. He just eats fish. <laughs> raw fish. Yeah, like, and I don't mean raw fish in the way that, like, you know, like Japanese culture has embraced, like, mm-hmm. like sushi. I mean, he just picks up a fish and puts the whole thing, bones and all, in his <laughs> mouth like a cat. Yeah, and then pulls out the fish bone and throws it away. Yeah, he's like Heathcliff, only mm-hmm. he makes a little more sense. <laughs> Batman, another dustbin has been kicked over in Gotham City. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. This is also from Troy. All right. Uh, He says, my two-year-old hasn't had any interest in any of the DC animated shows I've been watching along with y'all. I put them on the TV, then he gives them a passing glance at best. But then he heard the Static Shock theme song. He loves it. He sings Get Up and Go at the start of it, and then we'll sit with me and watch the whole show. Wow. So, yeah. Turns out kids really do love Static Shock. And this is is the season one, like, Mm -hmm. uh... Uh, I I can't remember the f- the first season. I can't. It, 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 there's definitely some get up, got to get up, got to go. I remember got a bean bean. Yep, yep. Which is not what they were saying, but it sure sounded like it to me. Uh, got to get of up. Course, you know, superhero static shock. Whoop 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 whoop. Your favorite thing. Whoop, as you say. Whoop. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, there it is. <laughs> Very good. Uh, this one comes from Richard. This is Richard, who has made many many songs for mm-hmm. us. Hello, Richard. Uh, Good day to you all. Hello. I'm very much enjoying the show, even though I probably won't follow along with the series. I love listening to you talk about almost anything. Having a great show to watch along with is just a bonus at this point. One show I have been watching, however, is from a certain franchise concerning odd, unfamiliar worlds. I know this is not the forum to discuss it, but maybe you could just answer one question for me. Is this a really good show, or is my brain just creating great Star Trek and giving me a 40-minute seizure every Thursday to avoid PTSD, commonly known as Picard Syndrome? (laughs) I really, really like this show, but I don't trust my brain at all lately. Pretty much happy either way. Richard. 
Well, Richard, I will say, not officially just yet, but close enough. When we're mm-hmm. done with this, we may tell you. Mm-hmm. We're probably going to tell you. Okay, we're going to tell you. Yeah. Pa's probably coming back. It's coming back, baby. Yeah, not for like we're not done with this until early twenty twenty four. Yeah, we got another year and a bit of this, but it is happening. But yeah, after that, there will be enough Star Trek in the can, and we. It's basically because we have so much to say about Picard season two. Mm -hmm. It's like okay, I got I. Mm, I can't just tweet about this. I like this never happens. But when I was watching Picard, I tweeted Al or like I texted Al in his home and just like, can you believe this crap? Yeah, we did this, you know, not for a living, but we did this as a show for years. So there was no point in also like, you know, friend chatting yeah. about it. Because why, you know, we talk to each other about lots of other things. But mm-hmm. why Why that? I, we already like, do that. I can't not tell tell him how mad yeah. I am about this. Yeah, you mean the file folder, right? Boy, I sure do. You you got to you got to remember that this was the one-two punch of Wesley and the file folder. Oh my god. Which is the worst children's book title I've ever heard. Mm, the worst kids book title you've ever heard so far. Uh, you know what? Fair enough. Anyway, uh, to give you a taste, Richard, I have had exactly the same thought about Strange New Worlds in that I am enjoying it and mm. then I wondered do I objectively enjoy this or is it just the first genuinely, you know, and and, and I don't know. We'll talk about it when we get to the show, yeah. but I am enjoying it, but also I don't, I don't know if it's good. We'll see. Mm. Um, I know you just you just like it. I great. love it. Yeah, that's great. Great show. I have some issues with it, but fair. We will have a forum to discuss that at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will say Discovery finally got good. Yeah, I'm still not caught up on dis- on uh, Discovery. You should. They they got another season coming soon. Mm-hmm. Um, Listen, I just started watching Doom Patrol again last night. Like, oh my God. well, that's coming back in like a week. I know. I'm very pleased about that. And um, the Hologram Janeway show, I have nothing to say about. <laughs> it certainly is the Hologram Janeway show starring Hologram Janeway. That's the thing she says when she pops up. Like, these people have never heard of this woman. <sighs> this means nothing to them. <laughs> is your first name Hologram? Yes. Who is Hologram Janeway? And then, of course, uh, there's Lower Decks. Mm-hmm. Which... Uh, what are your thoughts on that, Maggie? <sighs> Want to get back so, to talking about static? So the next letter. Uh-huh. Next letter comes from not our friend Bob, but someone else named Bob. Oh, hi, Bob. Uh, Bob Z, he says. Bob uh, He also gave me a pronunciation guide for his name, so I'm going to attempt this, and All I right. apologize if I get it wrong, but Zupansic, I think. All right. Uh Hi, pals. Love the podcast. I decided to email you both so you have something to discuss during your season wrap-up episode. You asked about the origin of Mr. Specs and Mr. Trapper. Mm-hmm. If memory serves, the James Bond film Diamonds Are Forever feature two characters, Mr. Kidd and Mr. Wint. Oh, who yeah. Who hired assassins who spent the majority of the film killing people and referring to each other as Mr. There was also a subtext that they were a gay couple, which was very risque back in 1971. Oh, that's right. I've heard of that. I have not, and... I I I will defer because I don't know Bond that well, but I feel like this goes further back than that. I could I, be wrong. Probably. It feels like a I don't know because I've read Neil Gaiman doing mm-hmm. it. I assume it's drawn from like Victorian stuff or something. But yeah, I I don't know, but maybe that is where it comes from. Yeah, I I, I am not a Bond girl in either sense of the no. word. Um, but uh, wow, right in the middle of that one. Mm-hmm. Uh but um, I do remember that from one of the various podcasts I've seen that watches various Bond movies. Mm-hmm. And I guess. Well, I mean, that's so far the earliest source we can find for this. Yeah, so, I mean. Uh, again, I'm going to defer to Bob here. Mm-hmm. 
Thanks, Bob. Uh, uh, I yeah. still hate them both, though. Yeah, I I don't much care for them. I I I didn't quite come around on them at the end, but I was starting to see what they were for. Mm-hmm. Like I was saying, I I like the idea that they are sort of smart science villains that like are are supposed to be sort of an even match for Richie, but it never really sort of lands like that. No, so they just irritate me. But you know, you got all these guys with powers who are more of statics thing, and then yeah, you got guys who. Do science like they did the bit where they made a, a pretty cool, clever trap, and then Richie sort of thought his way out of mm-hmm. it. And I, it's like there, right there. That's the well, idea. I mean, that's that's the germ of what could be a really yeah, good idea. You could have made the episode about this kind of thing, and instead, yeah. instead of like three seconds, you know, yeah, basically a series of puzzles, mm-hmm. like science puzzles. That like that a Richie puzzler. To, mm, mm, no, nothing like that. <laughs> uh, this one comes from David. David says, "I kind of miss the original theme song." Fair. Uh, that's neither here nor there. I wanted to let you know, ever since I caught up with Kids Love Static Shock, my podcast feed is much worse most of the week. <laughs> Given all this, your podcast is a welcome respite from the doom and pablum of the news. Thank you both for lighting up the darkness a bit each week. Thanks. Uh, we do our best, but uh, I was not under the impression that we uh, we were doing that. I'm glad I'm glad you feel that way. I, d- d- listen, if you take positivity away from the two of us uh, uh, chatting... Uh, Good. That mm-hmm. that's great. Uh, mm-hmm. We're having a rough time. Yeah, but I mean, you know, I I feel like we've always filled the role of hey, look over here. Mm-hmm. That's the best. Like we're not really making anything better, but we're saying hey, mm, we're gonna do a little jig for you now. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Does this uh, does this doing anything for you? Does this dr- distract yeah. from the cold bleakness? Hmm? Yeah. Well, sorry, I can only hold this up for about an hour, yep. and then it's back to the bleakness for all of us. Yep. 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 But uh, I'm I'm glad I'm glad I mm-hmm. really am. Uh, oh, this one comes from Devlin. Oh, hello, Devlin. This is the first of at least two that I know of from them that is uh, a bit wordy, but uh, has something to say. So here we go. Uh, in episode 121, Hard as Nails and Gear, you riffed on the Burger King Kids Club approach to diversity. Got to mm-hmm. have a kid from the future and a kid in a wheelchair. Yep. You also both stumbled on whether or not it's okay to say disabled. So now me and my disability social justice advocacy ass have to Kool-Aid man into your inbox <laughs> and lecture you for a while. Hooray! <laughs> It's absolutely okay to say disabled. In fact, it is preferred to terms like differently abled. Uh, Differently abled is a neologism from the 90s era political correctness when well-meaning white liberals couldn't tell the difference between words and slurs. Disabled Mm -hmm. is not a slur, and terms like differently abled belie the mindset that there is something inherently wrong or shameful about being disabled. There is not. Okay, I'm going to pause and say, I see that. I agree with that. However, I couldn't assume that because last I checked, the preferred term for little people is little people, and that still feels derogatory to me so common sense doesn't always enter into it you know mm-hmm. what i mean uh okay she continue uh, they continue uh, i love to dunk 90s era political correctness as it is such a ridiculous example of the failure of advancing social justice with individual actions polite mm-hmm. words over systemic critique it's evidenced by how woefully insulated and ignorant these neoliberal cultural critics were slash are honestly hilarious i want the worst for them <laughs> I was, I recently, this is me talking again. Sure. I was recently watching the uh, nine-hour epic fucking uh, documentary that they did on uh, George Carlin. Oh, yeah. It was It was like four hours. Long. Sure. It was good, and I love Carlin in all his iterations, but that was too long. But this is definitely a, a rant that he went on for a while, too, and I, I enjoyed that as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, continuing. In contemporary disability justice, we talk about the context of disability, framing disability as a cultural concern rather than a medical one. The concern is not why a person uses a mobility aid. The concern is if they are able to navigate the streets, the grocery store, the post office, and their workplace with that mobility aid. 
A disabled person has been denied the ability to live and thrive in our culture by one, material limitations such as pedestrian crossings that consider the need of the mobility impaired people, and two, the aesthetics of our societal values over practical applications that would advance equality, such as the performance of fairness leading to standardized testing environments that do not make allowances for neurodivergent students. I'm going to pause here and say I was uh, affected by this for sure. Mm -hmm. Okay, going on. This is going long, so I will spare y'all 80,000 words on the objectification of disabled people through dismissive person-first language, the lurid voyeurism of medicalization, and the stupid and annoying practice of framing disabled narratives as inspiration porn. <laughs> However, if anyone wants to learn more about the disability justice movement, I recommend the excellent and accessible book Disability Visibility, edited by disability justice adv uh, activist Alice Wong. Bang, babies! <laughs> Devlin, as ever, I love that you were part of our lives for mm -hmm. so many reasons, and this is one of them. Yep, yep. Yeah, I. It's the only reason I, I hesitated there was just because, like all of us, I'm constantly updating my my language for things. Yeah, and it felt like, oh, I've been using the same word for a really long time. Has that changed? It's, I should check on this. This is good. This has got to be. Uh, would be wrong yeah. at this point, right? Like, there's got to be a 2.0 on this, right? Or yeah. at least a like a, a bug, a bug patch or something. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Hello, anything? I mean, you know, like, not to not to be too like just direct about this, but you are a member of a marginalized group whose label has changed significantly in my lifetime and mm -hmm. in the past decade and in the past couple of years and in, in like you know, like that's cool, that's mm -hmm. fine. Our Collective understanding changes and, uh, you know, the conversation changes. That's mm -hmm. great. But watching Eddie Izzard's most recent special from that was actually shot in 2019, mm -hmm. she herself was using language that no longer applied to her. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I got no follow-up to that. Yeah. That's all. Just, yeah, it it was it was a great special, very funny, but mm -hmm. it was like, oh, you, this is three years ago, and all of this it's is like wrong, none of this and is. The, I'm yeah. not gonna call her out on this, but mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah, <sighs> it's, it's just, and I'm not saying I don't want to keep up. I'm not saying it's it's difficult or it's it's exhausting or whatever. It's just, you know, mm -hmm. I want to make sure I get it right. That's all. Yeah, and I'm sure you feel the same. I absolutely do. Okay, this one's from Troy. Troy says, "Good news, every Maggie and Al." Ah. HBO and WB canceled all the DC movies to save money, and now they've hired you to make a series of animated shorts set in the DC animated universe. All they need before they sign the check is a few ideas of which characters you want to see teamed up in crossover. Buddy adventures. Sorry, there's some asterisks here. Mm -hmm. Hired. WB, HBO will not be paying you for this project. And oh. another asterisk. Uh, again, no check will be written because there is no pay involved. Uh, you can use anyone from across the entire DC cartooniverse as long as it's not actually the primary character from any show because, oh lord, we are so broke and there's no way we can afford Batman in this tax write-off. So who would you pair up? Alfred taking Ace for a walk? Richie and Dick hitting the arcade? Mercy and Harley argue over how to say Mr.? <laughs> so these are shorts because I definitely have some ideas of things I would like to see in this universe. Oh, this yeah. Is, this is kind of a different take on this. Yeah. Just, just quick um, little things. Well, first of all, if I'm not getting paid, I'm not doing it, because yeah. this is it's, this is the fucking... This is Warner Brothers. I know you've got more money than God. I, I would. I would, only because my time uh, and effort are uh, worthless. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And this is not self-deprecation. It just means they have no... Like, I don't... I, I choose not to uh, subscribe to capitalism. Good. So... 
fine. Take it. I don't care. Exploit. Mm. You're exploiting me anyway. I might as well at least get the exposure. I don't mind working for exposure. I would, you know, like, look, if I'm, if you're let, if you're make, letting me do these these shorts, you can fucking pay my rent for a couple of months, for God's sakes, at bare minimum. Look at it this way: if you and I together wrote, you know, some Batman shorts or whatever, mm. probably more people would listen to our other shows and probably throw some money at us. I mean, that's true. So that's all. Um. I think this kind of thing, I think what he what he's leaning toward is like uh uh side characters, like, sure. like second tier guys, like who do you want to see? I mean, I like basically all of the extended bat family, you mm-hmm. know? Like if you wanted to get into that like I would happily do like a Gotham Knights style show that's j- that's everybody except Batman. Uh now explain to me and the listeners who aren't as deeply familiar with comics as you are what Gotham Knights is. Okay, so Gotham Knights uh most recently was the uh is the uh the new uh uh video game that's just it's like Batman's not mm. as far as I know, I haven't played it yet, not a, mm. like a main character. It's, you know, you got Robin, Batgirl, Nightwing and Red Hood, you know? Mm-hmm. So like like the extended Bat Bat family, basically, as opposed right. to just, you know, Batman, that guy that we know. Right. Um, I would happily do like a bunch of like one offs with like, oh, this one's about Red Hood teaming up with Batgirl. This one's got like, I don't know, spoiler hanging out with, uh, I don't know, a different Batgirl. Uh, let's put Signal in there. Um, well, I think I think the spirit of the question is more existing guys mm-hmm. because there's a lot of people we haven't seen in this universe. I would love to bring into it but sure I think, I think what he's asking is characters we've already seen further adventures in. okay uh i would also do the uh uh jim gordon and uh harvey bullock show oh yes or uh bullock and montoya yep like just what does a regular case look like mm-hmm. well i mean that's the entire basis of uh, gotham central which is still one of the best fucking uh mm-hmm. non-batman batman books i've ever read you know yeah, like, like a police procedural for the cops in Gotham, right? Yeah. It's like, yeah. okay, how would you be a cop in a city where your partner just got killed by Mr. Freeze? Mm-hmm. You know? Like, that series rules. Yeah. And, like, was, there uh, are an Brubaker infinite... Brubaker wrote that one, right? Yeah, Br- uh, Brubaker and Rucka. They would yeah. uh, go oh, back and forth nice. on that one. Mm-hmm. And I forget the artist. All my trades are in a box at my par- my uh, in-laws. Right. Um... I'm just trying to think of like the 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 sort of I would love to this is this is a fucking weird one. Mm-hmm. I would love to follow Veronica Vreeland around. Yep. That yep. character loomed so large mm-hmm. in in the original animated series that I I just I'm very interested in what what she gets up to. Like, uh-huh. I don't know. Maybe have a supervillain in it, maybe not. Mm-hmm. Uh um, I would do uh Lois Shorts in a second. Oh, absolutely. Do you remember? I, I, mm, no, this isn't part of the DCAU, so we're not going to cover this. Mm. There was a short they did. It was like ten years ago, maybe a little more, where it was Lois, just almost like a fucking manic, like uh, anime character, mm-hmm. like oh, running like, after everyone with her little notepad. Yep, yep. You know what I'm talking about? I absolutely do. Like jumping off a train, Lois Lane, Daily Planet. Do you have a Do you have mm-hmm. a comment? And it was just the most fucking delightful thing in the world. I would do. A, like, I would do her just exploring weird parts of the DCAU um, combined with, like, the weird crap from the old Lois Lane uh, comic. Oh, that could be fun. Just, I mean, honestly, I was going to say, like, a Jimmy Olsen thing with that, but, mm-hmm. yeah. No, I would love to, like, 
hard-hitting investigative journalists, but also I married the devil by accident. Mm-hmm. And now there's a robot stuck to my head, and I... <laughs> well, I, I mean, I really felt like the whole Daily Planet, like, you know, Lois even got shuffled to the background in, like, the second two seasons. Yeah, absolutely. Recall. But, like, um, uh, Perry White appeared maybe, like, three times. Mm-hmm. Like, I'd love to get inside that guy's head. What is yep. this version of Perry about? I have no idea. Well, and expanding that that Daily Planet cast, too, could be really right. interesting. You know, you bring in, like, Cat Grant. Yeah. Um, what's his face? Yeah, what's Mullet his face, guy. of course. Steve? I want to say Steve. Steve Lombard? Is that right? That sounds right. right. That sounds right. There's got to be a Steve. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the the hard rule would be, if this was a series, not a, not shorts, uh, yeah. the, the hard rule would be Clark can show up, but Superman cannot. Exactly. Yeah. And Clark can't be like, I, I've got to go duck into this mm-hmm. phone booth. Like, no, it's Clark the reporter. I want to see Clark as a supporting character, like, who, like, you you cannot at any point have him do, like, leave. It's just like, this is one of those times where he's just around, you know? The thing is... And, and I saw someone tweeting about this not terribly long ago. I think they even did a, a little mock-up uh, comic cover. Mm. Clark is a supporting character in The Adventures of Lois. Exactly. Like, this person suggested that there should be a comic called um, Superman, Lois Lane's Boyfriend. Yep. And that is absolutely correct. Yeah, I would read the crap out of that. Yeah. I just... No, and also, like... The... Doing a reporter show is similar mm-hmm. to doing like a private investigator show, or like yeah. a, you know, or, or like a police procedural. Like you have you have an in to explore the the nuts and bolts of pretty much anything, mm-hmm. and characters who are trying to uncover things and talk to people they shouldn't, and all that. Like it's it, yeah, that'd be yeah. great. Well, I, and again, it's like the Gotham Central thing where the universe itself is so weird, and viewing that yep. from like uh, you know. These people who just have to get up every day and like I could sorry I was late to getting into work. Uh, Superman got in a fight with Brainiac uh, down on uh, Main Street. Mm-hmm. You know that stuff's like that stuff has been done over and over again, but it's always interesting to me. Yeah, if it's done right, I mean, yeah. this is basically the entire premise of Astro City, which yeah was about superheroes, but it almost always took the POV of sort of the onlookers. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And one of my favorite all-time series that like really never had a misstep like mm. it went for a long time and and it's all gold yeah i need to read more of astro city oh it's so good i've read there's a, there's so a, little in particular mm-hmm. in the in the final run like it's over now but in the final run of them there was an a one-off uh about a trans character oh wow that i think i mean obviously you you would you know relate to and enjoy why but <laughs> oh, who, who can say? <laughs> oh God, is the, has the terminology changed again? Should I be saying something else? I'm sorry. <laughs> no, this is this goes back quite a ways because mm-hmm. when I read it, I uh, suggested it to our uh, uh, then recently out friend Nate, mm-hmm. and I said you you might be interested in reading this, and Nate enjoyed it. But yeah, uh, so it goes back you know seven or eight years now. But no, I'd absolutely check that out. Okay, moving on. Richard says I've really been enjoying your wrath against Richie. Doesn't matter which episode, because it's all of them. Yeah. Anyway, I got inspired to write a song about it, and since I may not get around to actually recording it anytime soon, I thought I'd send you the lyrics. (laughs) So I'll give you a little reading here. All right. Richie, 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 I'm feeling kind of bitchy, (laughs) because you're such a terrible boy. (laughs) Don't you know what is happening? Please stop your yapping and make another technical toy. Richie, you're so terrible, unbearable, you're really not as cool as you think. Your costume is unwearable, you're terrible, and you stink. (laughs) 
perfect. Amazing. No notes. Ah. 100% perfect. What a, what a way to send Richie off, finally. Off mm-hmm. to the grave. Are we, are, are we sending Richie off? I'm sending him off to a farm upstate. Oh, good. Where he can run and be free. No, they're going to kill him on the farm. What? Oh, well, that's fine, too. Okay. Um, Troy says, make backpack an acronym. Do it. I dare you. I bet you can't. Uh, and then he, then he wrote in uh, 54 minutes after this mm-hmm. and said, I got it. Bang baby analysis, combat, kinky bondage, and police alerts combination kit. I don't know that I'd put the kinky bondage in a, uh, in a I, kids show. I, you know, like, listen, it could be implied. The The move when you have a K is to use a C word spelled with a K mm-hmm. to make it work, can, because, which is terrible. But. Can you fit the word cobra in there? Like, <laughs> every animated show I watched for fucking 20 years uh, used K for cobra for something. Oh, my God. Dial K for Cobra. What? I wish Chris Lotta was still around so he could sing C's for Cobra, and that's good enough for me. <laughs> it is good enough for him. He's been dead for many, many years. Mm-hmm. Um, God, I don't know. I, I that gives Biological, Richie too much credit. To, oh, go ahead. Uh, automated. Mm-hmm. Uh, carapace. Ah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Like a, like a turtle. Very good. Designed only for killing. <laughs> No, K, remember, K gives you a C or a K. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You can do this. Hang on, carapace. Uh, I could also do it in the middle, like, get rid of slimy girls. <laughs> Very good. Um, fuck. No, I'm sorry. I'm. There's still way too much word left for uh, this. Okay, you do, how about, you do back. All, All right. you gotta do is get to the K, and I'll do pack. Okay. That's fair. Biologically augmented carapace computer. Oh, yes. Yeah. Excellent. With a K. Mm-hmm. Uh, primarily accessible. Ch- oh shit! Command. <laughs> uh, computer <laughs> through com- I, through is not part of the acronym. Through computer keyboard. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah, love it. Yeah, it, we probably should have prepped for this, but we don't prep for anything. I I'm too tired to prep. <laughs> we are we are not Batman. We do not have prep time. We probably should. I'm too tired to prepare for things anymore. That's true. I just let them happen to be. Mm-hmm. Okay. This one comes from Richard and says, I was listening to Maggie and Al talk about what generation they were part of, and I realized mm. that they're actually old enough to be at the tail end of the baby boomers. Mm. So does that make me a boom baby? Mm. That sounds now. better than, you know, uh-huh. the other one. Yeah. Why did they... They should have used that. Well... What, and called it the big boom? Yes. Yeah, I guess so. It's an explosion. Yeah, all right. Fair enough. Ah, uh, well, thanks, Boomer. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Oh, it's okay, Boomer. I fucked it up. That's fine. I'm a disgrace. <laughs> uh, oh, speaking of disgrace. Yeah, but our, our here... disgrace. <laughs> speaking of disgrace, this one comes from Flonk. Oh, hey, Flonk. And it says, dear knee jerks, mm-hmm. if you were to replace a body part with a power tool, what would Ooh. be the most useful? What would be the second least useful after replacing your knees with chainsaws? What would be the middlest useful? I think you're both the bee's knees. Flunk. Hmm. Hmm. Yes? 
I think <clears throat> if you move the buzz saws to the legs so that you could like skate around on them. What, like as your feet? Yeah, like as your feet. Like circular you'd to, saws. You'd have to balance on them like, not like a bicycle because they're next to each other. It'd be mm-hmm. like two unicycles. Yeah. Wow. I, th- I think it would rule. That would be very difficult to maintain, but if you could do it, mm-hmm. I, I, I will tell you this. Mm-hmm. You have spoken before about the challenges of learning to walk in heels. Mm-hmm. If you can master buzzsaw feet, heels are going to be nothing. Oh, you know it. <laughs> this isn't difficult. I went dancing with buzzsaw feet. Mm-hmm. And also, I would replace my boobs with airbags. Really? So they would only inflate upon impact. Like, if someone bumped into you, suddenly you'd or... go from, like, a C cup to, like, a double G or something. Exactly. But okay. uh, also, I would just be able to activate them whenever I felt like it, and in oh, case of yeah, so water landing. I see. That's not a. That's not a. That's not an airbag because airbags are only like when you you know, mm-hmm. like an in, in impact. What you want is something inflatable, like um, I mean, like a balloon. But I was trying to think of a better example, though. Yeah, like a balloon and something magical. Ah. <laughs> uh. uh. I have been doing some projects uh, around my studio here, and I keep needing a fucking Allen wrench, which is the worst tool ever <laughs> invented. Like, it's like, uh, what if a screwdriver, but a very specific shape and specific size that you definitely don't have right now? Mm-hmm. And also, it like it just feels bad to hold. Yeah, yeah, you're always dropping it because yep. it's it's little and it doesn't quite fit in your hands. Yeah, and it's yeah, it's oh, it's just the worst. Mm-hmm. And you turn it to the other part of the L. I'm like, maybe turning it this way. Oh no, I don't have enough turning radius to do that. No, nope, this is still bad. And now I'm banging it into the side of the thing. Yeah, exactly. Whereas with the screwdriver, even if you got the wrong size screwdriver, you could probably still turn a screw, but mm-hmm. not not an Allen wrench. So nope. that would be the second least useful after. After the chainsaws thing, it was like replacing your fingers with Allen wrenches. Yeah, you could call it your Allen wrench. I would not call it that. Well, I would constantly. I'd of show course. up at your house to do it. That's true. You would. Um. Oh, my buzzsaw feet. <laughs> or your laser beak feet. You're not going to get that. Never mind. <laughs> buzzsaw was just a recolored laser beak. Ah. Um. I'm sorry. I don't understand your transformer. Uh. You, you would think you would, given yeah. given the emphasis you just put on that word. Mm-hmm. Um, Transgender. Mm-hmm. I have uh, no follow-up to this. Uh, let's see. The, what is the most useful tool, though? Uh, uh, hmm. Like, I'm trying to think. Well, for me, personally, I don't know if it's a tool, but uh, I'm always looking for a guitar pick. Like, mm-hmm. I've been... I've, mm-hmm. uh, since since early pandemic, I've been learning how to play the bass and the guitar, and, and I've gotten okay at it. Like I don't, it's not for anyone else; it's for me. But yeah. I I really enjoy it. Yeah. And But I'm always looking for a guitar pick because I what I do is I play a little bit and then I go check out what I did on the computer. And somewhere between here and the keyboard, I've put picked down, and I don't know where I've put it. And I come back to play a little more, and it's gone. So like, if my I don't know, my tongue was a pick. Oh, I useful. I do that with box openers at work all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this is a this is a relatable thing. Mm. It's just this is this is how it applies to me. But yeah, yeah. It's, it's a thing a lot of people do. I know. So yeah, I, I would like that. I was gonna say I would make my one of my fingers a box opener, but uh, I would cut myself instantly, and I already cut myself instantly all the time. And you'll never be able to get on an airplane again. Uh huh. So I, I, I'm pretty okay with that, honestly. All right. Um. Oh, and I was thinking, like, uh, if I could, if I could just make my eyes sort of permanent glasses, but mm-hmm. then it was like, yeah, but I had LASIK, so that's yeah, you, I did you, that already. You, you tried that. 
Yeah, and it worked for a while, then I mm-hmm. continued to get old. Yeah. Like, there's no cure for aging. Well, there's the one cure, but, mm-hmm. uh, you know, nobody wants that one. No. Uh, Flunk writes another time and mm-hmm. says, what is Richie's favorite character from George of the Jungle, and why is it an ape named Ape? <laughs> I think you nailed it. Yeah, I think Flunk has answered his own question. Because mm-hmm. Richie is an idiot. Yes. Who has the power of being smart? Mm-hmm. I'm still not clear on that, by the way. You, you Listen, you've met plenty of people out there who, who are idiots with the power of being smart. Oh, look, I used to work around uh, uh, flight engineers, mm-hmm. people who could design like like helicopters, but didn't know how like a handshake worked. Exactly. You know, like like basic human interaction. But that's not the, the way Richie is stupid. No. Uh, also, again, being very smart is not a power. It's it's a gift. Mm hmm. But it's not a power. No. It's not a mutation. It's just something some people already... I mean, I guess it's technically a mutation, but Listen, not, not in the sci-fi comic book yeah. sense. Listen, Richie, if you, like, if the Big Bang gave you the power to be smart, then you need to have, like, a giant head or something. I'm sorry. I don't make the rules. Just... Yeah, absolutely. You need to look like Billy Quizboy. Exactly. Oh, that would be so much better, and I don't even like Billy Quizboy. <laughs> uh, I, I sense another long one coming from Devlin. <laughs> Dear uh, sirs. This hey. one comes from Dan. Dan says, "Hi, Klubes. Uh, Hello. Actual on-topic question. Well, I, I don't know. I don't know what to do with this. Mm-hmm. What would be one change you would make to Static Shock overall, other than getting rid of Richie slash Gear slash backpack? Personally, I would make Sharon more fleshed out. Like, mm-hmm. does she have any recurring friends? Love the podcast. Keep up the good work. There's some follow-ups that don't have to do with this, which we will we will deal with after this. Uh, I mean, just off the top of my head, yeah, I would absolutely make Sharon a uh, bigger character." Um, we would, uh, kick the, uh, secret identity thing out of the way real fucking quick. Yeah, do the episode with his dad. I liked the way it unfolded in that episode with his dad, where he was yeah. put in danger, he found out, and it was okay. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, just, you put that just in- end that episode the way it was supposed to end with him also telling Sharon, and then mm. continue on like that. Yeah. Uh, like, you can do, like, the first season with him, like, with him, with the secret identity, but, like, that shit falls apart real quick, because it's hard. <laughs> And, you know, we talked about this extensively. Like, this idea was just starting to be deconstructed mm-hmm. around this time. Yeah. At this point, it just felt like the thing you had to do. But it's hard not to project 20 further years of, like, oh, yeah, this mm-hmm. is bad on that, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Nothing good ever comes of lying to your friends and family. Yeah, well, there is that. But I think I think the reason I've, I've heard this before. A lot of people, a lot of queer people relate to superhero stuff is because that's sort of inherently built in. I mean, that is true. You have a whole secret life where you lead mm-hmm. a much more colorful, flamboyant existence. I, you know what? That's accurate. I um, lucked out in that everybody I've talked to so far is just like, hey, good to see you. Yeah, of course. But, you know, I've, I've, like, I've, I've heard that as a thing. Like, mm-hmm. it's, you know. It's, it's, you, you have a secret, you, you put on a costume and you, 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 your true self. Yeah. I mean, honestly, that's what I always found Spider-Man so relatable is he put on a mask and suddenly he got all this confidence. Yeah. It's like, oh, oh yeah. Okay. All I right. Um, now I can be mean to burglars. Yeah. Which, uh, hey, I want it to be anyway. Everybody wants to. They're burglars. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm very intimidated by those striped shirts and. Flat caps. <laughs> that guy's taking my Xbox. I should tell him how stupid his mustache looks. Yeah, that'll that'll show him. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's got a gun. Well, oh. mm, that'll show me. This took a turn. 
I, uh, as far as changes to this show, um, I, I hope this doesn't sound too like, uh, like I'm trying to be those well-meaning white liberals that, that mm -hmm. Evelyn talked about a minute ago, but honestly, no white people in this show mm -hmm. whatsoever. Yeah. Just, I, I mean, you know, in the background or whatever, like they sure. exist, but I'm saying N none of the as, like main cast. Yeah. Primary characters, like all of, you know, Virgil's friends. Mm -hmm. All of his like classmates, support system, all of that, mm -hmm. teachers, just people of color, just yeah. like let's fully like. I liked when this show managed to embrace its. I've talked about this a lot. Yeah, embrace its cultural, like uh, you know everything uh, more. But mm -hmm. I feel like they could have done it much, much. More. I mean, that was when the show was at its best. You know, yeah, like absolutely. If they had really embraced that, and I can understand not being able to do that at the time. You know, mm -hmm. like I can absolutely see the studio note. This show isn't white. This this yeah. this show about a black kid isn't white enough. Uh, get this white kid in here some more. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Give him powers. Make him part of the thing. Yeah. He should be. This white kid should be really important. Like, I'm worried that white kids are watching this and aren't feeling like white people are important enough. So let's like let's really white this show up a bit. Yeah. That's a good. That's a good thing to to just encourage. Mm -hmm. What a great. Ugh, God. White it up, whitey. Yeah. Uh, Dan also says, P.S., how are y'all planning to watch The Zeta Project? It seems to be the one show in the DCAU, not on HBO Max. Mm -hmm. Oh, I was not aware of that. I, I have copies of it mm -hmm. that we're going to be watching. I was not aware that it's not streaming anywhere. Uh, I'm going to leave myself a note right now to look into how the rest of you can watch Zeta mm -hmm. along with us, because I like when you guys can do that if you want. Yeah. Uh, there. Zeta streaming, question mark? Mm -hmm. That is what I've written. Mm -hmm. Profit? Yes. We cross uh, out profit. And Dan also says, I personally find the volume on the show to be a little low, difficult to hear. Is this a production process issue? Is there a way to mitigate it on my end other than cranking my car to 50? I was not aware of this. I hadn't heard this before. And uh, if anyone else is having this problem, please uh, uh, write in and tell me because I thought, like, I thought all our stuff was sorted. But, yeah, you know, if it isn't, like, I, uh, I am... No longer a beginner in audio production. I like to think of myself as intermediate. I, mm -hmm. there's, I, there's a fuck ton I don't know, but I, I know some. And mm -hmm. if a lot of you are having issues that I'm not experiencing on my test equipment, I would love to know about it. Maybe I'm not as good as I think I am. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, Dan has a separate question that says, Galaxy Brain Idea. All mm -hmm. the voice actors in Hoop Squad are purposefully doing bad jobs so they don't overshadow Carl Malone. <laughs> Could be. I like that. I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, whew. I got no follow up to that. No, no, that's perfect. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Um, this one comes from let's see, Mallory D. I'm not sure I know who that is. You Weird. Familiar with this person? Uh, it's, 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 not do not know this person. Okay. Well, how are you? I am fine. How's your butt? Coke or Pepsi, etc. Mm -hmm. My real question, though, as we all know, Richie sucks shit. Boy, I'm sure. sure, he's fine as the friend in the chair, but as a sidekick, who boy, I hate him. Mm -hmm. But what, in your opinion, makes for a good superhero sidekick? Why do most Robins rule, but gears, gear blows? Thanks for your time, Mal. That's a good question. You, um, first of all, uh, the fact that Richie is just irritating no matter what, like, the mm -hmm. way he is written as, like, I gotta be the most, the most funny character in the room. Mm -hmm. You know, like, you want a character that has, like, an actual, like, like, uh, uh, repertoire with the character they're they're like sidekick rapport yes uh, rapport yeah thank you mm -hmm. um also like 
you can't make them be the main character. You know, yeah. like it's a support role. Like <sighs> Richie as a terrible character, like like Mal said, worked best as uh, the guy in the chair. You know, the guy that you're like talking to on the phone while you do stuff. Right, you know? like like Max was in in Batman Beyond. Exactly. Although, even in that role, he's no Max. Yeah, exactly. Max was a great sidekick. Yeah. Ugh. But I I think Mal is drawing the distinction between uh, the guy in the chair and mm-hmm. a sidekick. Like, yeah. She's she's saying they're different things. They are. So Max doesn't count as a sidekick by that definition. Yeah, but like like a good Robin, you know. Well, we got one of those mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in in this in this series. Tim I, was great. <laughs> The th- the thing with with Tim was I f- it felt like he brought something different out of Bruce like that like that like okay <clears throat> he here's the here's the fun little guy who has a good time doing this mm-hmm. and he's someone that I can like I can teach and explain to and we can chat with each other you know but also on a dramatic level that's when they made a very conscious decision to make Bruce the the sort of darker mm-hmm. quieter angrier. Uh, Bruce, and so they needed him and Barbara to contrast exactly like, that. You know, it's like you know you have the the sidekick make up for what the main character doesn't have. You know, right? Not not just personality wise, but also ability wise. Mm-hmm. And with Batman, that's impossible because Batman can do everything perfectly. Yeah, that's why in like in the comics, the uh, the Dick as uh, Batman, uh, Damien as Robin. Uh, thing worked so well because they swapped that like that batman robin like oh yeah because damien was like the glowering like yeah it's just like we we've got to stop crime and meanwhile batman's having the time of his life doing Mm backflips i am going to go out on a crazy limb here Mm -hmm. and say the idea of a sidekick in general is not one that really appeals to me it fair it can be done well but Mm -hmm. for the most part i don't mind teams or even like duos Mm -hmm. of equal status but when it's there is a main hero and there is a supplemental hero, I, I am almost never interested. There are very few that work, which is the other problem, you know? Yeah. Like, the two sidekicks that I think of most of all are Robin and Bucky. And Bucky was dead for, like, yeah. 60 years. And then they had to re- completely revamp the character to bring him back, you know? Oh, it feels, it, doesn't it feel weird to have to explain to a generation of, of comics and movie, go- like comics readers and moviegoers? Mm-hmm. You got to understand, Bucky was dead for a Bucky long time. Bucky was dead like, for longer than anyone. Like, that was the, that's sort of the universal truth of comics is Bucky's never coming back. And now mm-hmm. it's like, no, he's been back longer. Like, he's been back a really long it's time. It's been now. 20 years since he came back, about, you know? Yeah, like, it was like 2004, I think. Yeah, so, yeah something just like about. that. Yeah. That's, uh, wow. Yeah. Um, that was th- before th- I was working at the comic store, so that was a long time ago. Yeah. No, and the idea of a sidekick is ju- usually so you can pair the adult up with a child, and mm. I just, I don't really like that. Well, it all comes from that, like, that that idea where, like, kids aren't going to want to watch yeah. grown-ups having adventures. Kids want to watch kids have adventures, which I have never understood, you know? No, as a kid, I did not feel that way. Yeah. I want to watch the guys do the thing. No, That's why I came a, here. As a, you know, lifelong Transformers fan, anytime mm-hmm. you show the humans, I bored. Yeah. I don't I want to I'm here for robots, man. Mm-hmm. Like it's the same concept. It's, yeah. Anytime you drift away from the main premise to show an audience identification character for yeah. me, a dumb kid. I don't care. I don't want to watch the junior Ghostbusters. I want to watch the real Ghostbusters. Right. And not the not the ones with the gorilla either. The real Ghostbusters. The real Ghostbusters. It's right in the title. Right, exactly. 
Um, but yeah, I, I, but again, I'm not opposed to two superheroes of equal status working together. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, Captain America and Falcon or something. Sure. Like, those guys, that like, Falcon is not his sidekick. He's no. a guy who also works with him. Yeah, his partner. Like, yeah, exactly. Better, way better. Yeah. Uh, okay, next one is from Seth. Mm-hmm. Seth says, I was, I was excited when you both decided to review Batman the Animated Series, my favorite animated series of all time. I've also been happy to continue on with the rest of the DCAU since I missed essentially all of it after BTAS. I enjoyed Superman, loved Batman Beyond, was interested to see exactly what Static Shock was about since I'd never even heard of it. One of the things I realized after only a couple of episodes was is if I'd seen Static Shock's original debut run back in the day, I wouldn't have continued to watch it. The animation was too terrible in those early episodes. It was obviously geared, see what I did there? Ugh. To, toward a younger audience. Even now, without following along with the show, had I run across a Static Shock on my own, I don't think I would have finished the series. Having done so, though, I will say I did enjoy it overall. Even when I didn't care for an episode, it actually made me angry. It never actually made me angry at it, uh, like other shows I've watched. Cough, Enterprise, Cough. <laughs> if either have you had run across Static Shock at the time it premiered, do you think you would have stuck with it? Uh, the, the first episode, absolutely not. No, absolutely. The there other thing... Are... Oh, go ahead. The other thing is, like, I don't, I couldn't see myself, like, if I just watched, having to watch a random episode, odds are pretty good, like, it would look, you know, like, what this show's problem was, was that it became, like, a real generic superhero show as it went on, you know? Like, yeah, the odds also, of catching one on, of those really good episodes is, you know. But as it went on, we talked about this, too, like, by the last episode, it felt like it looked basically the mm-hmm. same as Superman or Batman Beyond, like, not not original Batman, but, like, the, the other ones. Mm-hmm. Early Justice League. Yeah. Like, it it, it got up there. But, uh, and the writing was kind of all over the place. It, it sure was. I mean, you know? let's not pretend Superman was, like, home runs all the way either. But No, absolutely not. You know. The problem there is that Superman has the added advantage of being Superman. You That's know? true, which is a disadvantage to some audiences, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, look, know. I'm not going to tell people that their opinions are wrong, but their opinions are wrong. I mean, I agree with you. No. But... You know, that's why we're friends in a podcasting duo. Mm-hmm. It's um, I don't know if I'd seen one of the Batman crossover episodes, one of the good ones, mm-hmm. or you know the 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 Anansi one, or you know something like that. Mm-hmm. I, I might have stuck around and then probably bailed after two or three bad ones. But, yeah, that that's you know. that's the thing. You know, yeah, doing it like this kind of makes makes us. I don't know. I'm ADHD. I've mentioned this constantly. I know, but. Uh, Having excuses to stick with something like the reason I do audiobooks instead of, uh, uh, you know, paper books or, or ebooks is because it forces me to read the entire book and not mm-hmm. skip around. Doing a review show forces me to watch a whole show instead of just to jump to what I think are the good bits. Yeah. It's the same kind of thing. Coping with ADHD is just a series of tricking yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. This one comes from Flonk and, uh, let's see. This is a reference to uh, a Twitter conversation we had where mm-hmm. he said, uh, Can I write to you? With a limerick, and I said, if you fuck up the meter and I and I read it wrong, then I'm gonna be upset. Mm-hmm. And he said, okay, and I'm gonna, but I'm gonna send it in wingdings. <laughs> he didn't do that, thankfully. Uh, so here we go. All right. I have not read this ahead of time. I hope the meter is correct because uh, I'm not doing a second take. <laughs> the phrase "bang baby" was heard, and we all recoiled at the word. It sucks more than gear, but never fear. You will no longer speak this turd. <laughs> okay, okay, that does hold. That's up. very good. Uh, I guarantee you we will continue to say Bang Baby, though. Oh, yeah. How could we not? As much as it pains me, and it does. I I mean, okay, do you feel better or worse about it now than you did 
you know, 13 weeks ago or however long it was ago I we, mean, we did this. I certainly use it more often. Well, I mean, a phrase you'd never heard prior to that mm-hmm. point. It's like when you look at the, you know, Google instances of something that just got made, you know, Goncharov. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which, okay, that's been around since 1973. Bad example. Sure. But you know what I mean. Uh-huh. Boy, I was not uh, expecting of the two of us for you to make the Goncharov reference. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I don't know what it is. Like, I barely know what it is. Good. <laughs> That's the best way to go in. No one tell her. No, it's just what it's just that it's just a fun thing to sit on the sidelines and watch happen mm-hmm. because as Twitter slides into the sea, people are uh, entertaining other platforms mm-hmm. and well, what's Tumblr all about? And then Tumblr steps up and says, "Here's the kind of thing we do over here." Yeah. That's why I like it. Oh, you guys thought you were getting weird over on Twitter? Sweetie, you got no idea what we've been up to since you left. Tumblr's better at pulling together when we're like, hmm, mass delusion? Yeah. yeah. Let's all let's all uh, throw some uh, ingredients into this soup. Let's uh, let's have that mass, d- mass delusion. Yeah. It's a shared mass delusion mm-hmm. that we are all contributing to. Not like one person's telling you something's true. I like uh, getting enough people together where they're like, okay, so let's just go and change all of the names of Berenstain Bears books to Berens- mm-hmm. Berenstain. Yes, exactly that. Uh, this one comes from David. Hi, David. Hello, babies of Bang. Mm. You said you were a little light on mail, so I give you three questions. What are your dream jobs? Uh, I'll, we'll, we'll address each one individually. Mm. Ooh. Ooh. I mean, look, I said before, I opt out of capitalism. My yeah. dream job is not working. I Yeah, I no longer dream of labor. Yeah, that is, that is a valid point. Uh, but I, yeah. I have thought about this a lot, and it's like everything that, like, well, I don't want to monetize my hobbies anymore. Yes, you know? correct. I just, like... I've been I've, saying this from the very beginning, and a mm-hmm. lot of a lot of our friends and a lot of our, our, our longtime listeners are like, why aren't you selling this and, mm-hmm. and trying to run ads? Because that's not what this is for. Yeah, I don't want to like do that. that. Yes, I, we do have a Patreon. That's nice. Mm-hmm. But that just covers the bills. Like, we have yeah. server costs, and, and, like, we have to get copies of these episodes, and, like, there are, there yeah. are costs involved in these shows, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. And when we're uh, using voice actors, we do pay them. It's, mm-hmm. it's been a little while, but we do that as well. So, yeah, it's not a profit thing. I loathe being advertised to at this point. Ugh, I always have. But and, yeah. like, it's, like, well, it it used to feel like I could tune it out, and now it's so ingrained into literally everything I do yeah. all the time. No, it's that Futurama thing where you're dreaming ads and everyone's okay with it. Yeah. And you're the one person who's like, no, this isn't cool. This is horrible. No, I, like, I would just be a massive hypocrite to just, like, and now a word from Blue Apron or whatever. Mm -hmm. You know? That said, a big enough check probably would change my mind, but that's just because I have to live in this terror Exactly. You know? I don't like it, but I still, you know, yet you choose to live in society. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, what a clever well man you are. Yes, exactly. Ugh. I don't know, because, I mean, not to get too, like, heavy on this, but mm-hmm. really, you're right. Like, my dream job, I don't I don't have that. Like, yeah. I love doing this, and mm-hmm. I would love to do this for a living, but on the other hand, I don't really want to answer to anyone. Yeah. Like, so I don't know. I, I've thought about this multiple times, and it's like, the job I have right now is perfect for what I want to do. It's, look, you could pay me more. You could always yeah. pay me more. Yeah. Um, But, like... I, I think don't, you've reached the same point that I did, which yeah. is you want a job, not a career. Exactly. I don't want. I want to come home and not have to think about it anymore. Right. You know, like I want a job that like supports the things I actually give a shit about, which is doing this and playing yeah. video games. Yeah. 
and I like uh, I, I regularly like uh, my job has a lot of turnover, mm. uh, and so I have I, I change managers pretty frequently just because a lot of uh, you know a lot of people get uh, promoted or go to other jobs or yeah. whatever. And so I have this conversation every year or two where it's like, uh, where do you see yourself in a couple of years? What are your plans for advancing? And yeah. my plans are always none. Yeah. I'm happy where I am. I'm not interested in moving forward. I would like to get raises based on my merit or mm-hmm. the cost of living, but that's it. Like, yeah. I'm fine where I am. And some of them have been cool with that. Some of them are like, chalk that up to no ambition. And mm-hmm. it's like, no, I want to do a very good job here so I stay employed. Yeah. But then that's it. I don't yeah. want to be a manager. I don't want to work to a higher you know, I just I'm happy where I am. Yeah, exactly. All right, we're we're uh, we're getting way off topic. Yeah, here. absolutely. Uh, is there a show about which you both have passionate, wildly divergent opinions? Probably. Oh, I, I think there's tons. Uh-huh. Uh huh. The one that springs immediately to mind is Legion. Oh yeah, I loved Legion, and you fucking hated I, it. Mm, Amanda's the one who hated it. Like yeah. hated it, hated it. I was not impressed at all, though. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, to flip it around, what's something that I'm like super passionate about that you hate? Transformers. Okay. You really hate that? I just like, I mean, not being into it isn't the same as hating it. No, but then like, it feels like one of those things that's always around. Yeah, that's fair. You know, that like, look as a lifetime fan of that, I don't want that either. Sure. What I like is the goofy ass show from the eighties. I don't want there to be a million blockbuster movies and thirty other cartoons. I'm happy with just the eighties cartoons. Yeah, know? like I, it's just it's like it started as just like a thing where I'm like, yeah, it's fine. And like I definitely put the time in to be is this a thing that yeah. I like? You know, I grew up in the eighties. This is yeah. a thing I missed. Yeah, you but, know. You know, not all of them click with you. You're you grew up with like the, the Ninja Turtles that I exactly. wasn't that into, for instance. Yeah, you know, absolutely. It happens. But yeah, now it's turned into like a blockbuster franchise, and mm-hmm. so you can't escape it. I get that. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Star Trek Prodigy thoughts. Well, I don't think you've seen it. Right? I haven't seen a, a minute of it. I have no thoughts on Prodigy. Yeah, and all I know is it's the hologram Janeway show. Yeah. I watched one episode. It's got a very different feel than any other Star Trek, which I respect. Mm-hmm. But it was not clicking with me. But also, I only gave it one episode, so I will have to come back to it. Yeah. Like we said, uh, we'll get to it. You know. Yeah, we we will. We will be back and doing that. Not too long from now. Yeah. Uh, this one comes from Mike X. Hi, Mike hey, X. Maggie and Al. I can't tell you how much I enjoyed your coverage of Static. I remember watching most of these back in the day. Your affection for the character, your appreciation of the cultural significance, and your intoler- intolerance for bad animation and goofy characters lined up with my feelings on the show. The older I get, the more I want to see stories that don't fit the straight, white, cis male world that I live in in Static's world, or as much as they could show in a kid's cartoon is a fun example. Mm-hmm. I do have a question, and feel free to leave it on the table if you like. Probably not, Mike. We We like and respect you. Yeah. As members of the LGBTQ community, are there superhero stories or characters that have been especially meaningful to you in your path through life? I understand that might be kind of personal. I'm just fascinated by the kinds of stories we connect to as people and the meanings that they have. Thanks again for the show. It's always a highlight of my morning when it comes out. As always, take care. We talked about this a little a minute ago. Yep. But do you want to, do you have any further thoughts on that? Um, I recently read a, um... Uh, it was called. It was uh, the new Dreaming comics. Uh, mm-hmm. The Dreaming. I forget what the uh, subtitle was. But now, it was did by, Neil Gaiman write those himself, or did, no, did this, those go to this, somebody else? No, okay. uh, G. Willow R- Wilson wrote this. Oh, I've, I've enjoyed her stuff. Yeah, okay. she's amazing. Um, the creator the, of uh, Miss Marvel. Yes. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, but basically, one of the characters in it was uh, a character named Heather After, who okay. is a trans character and is basically the trans version of John Constantine. Mm-hmm. And if there is anything I have ever wanted in my life more than that, I could not tell you what it is. Mm, that's fair. Uh, that was the one. Uh, I was re- just reading that. I'm like, this is fucking the best thing 
that has happened to me in a while. Mm-hmm. I love uh, that. Yeah. Have you read this year's, uh, both both the major publishers put out their annual token, here's some queer content mm-hmm. in one single issue things. Uh, I read. Uh, did, did you read Marvel's this year? No, I didn't read Marvel's. I read DC's. Because Charlie Jane Anders uh, was allowed to create a new trans superhero for that. Oh, and yeah. Apparently that character has gone on to appear in books outside of that. Yeah, so. that character is going to be showing up in New Mutants and uh, Charlie Jane Anders is going to be writing it. I'm looking forward oh, to it. Oh, very that. good. Yeah, yeah. I, I assumed since she's mostly like a like a print author that she just did a one-off for a comic. I didn't realize they were giving her a title. That's great. No, she's got, um, I think she's doing like a three-issue run on New Mutants. Um, okay. I'm very excited. That is, I, I've enjoyed her, her other work, so mm-hmm. that's great. I, as far as me, I mean, yes, I am bi and some other things I haven't really talked about, but also I don't really think of myself as, I, I mean, I do, but mm. I don't know. I'm, I'm responsible for a lot of bi self erasure, I guess. Fair. I, I feel like Maggie's a lot more queer than I am and I should just shut up is, <laughs> is basically how I feel about this. If it helps, I also feel I'm a lot more queer than you are. Yeah, well, you know. Shut you, up, you Maggie. The, you got the blue hair. I do. I got blue hair and pronouns. I got the whole package. Well, I have the whole package for now, anyway. <laughs> Maggie, we've all got pronouns. <laughs> Everybody's got them. Yes, but I have a little pin that has them. Oh, well then. Do yeah. you? Yeah, I do. Neat. I like those. Yeah, we're sell- we were uh, selling them at work, and I like I uh, grabbed Blank. one. Yeah. we. I, I saw someone at uh, Starbucks that was giving... I, I don't know if... I mean, are they all baristas? Like, I think even so. Even if they don't prepare the drink? I don't know. I don't Is- want to... Right. Anyway. It's like, is the male version of a barista, a barista? No, no, no. I don't mean that. I mean the one who hand like who was working the register and handed me my drink, who but didn't actually make it. I, I mean, I These... assume they're all baristas in the same way that a large coffee is a venti or whatever. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but in any case, the Starbucks employee who handed me my beverage had a, I think it was a they them uh button, and mm-hmm. I said I like your button, and they turned like seven shades of not not ashamed or embarrassed uh, blushing but yep. like like oh my god it's so great someone noticed and liked it oh, blushing yeah. i really made this person's day and i wasn't really trying to do that but mm-hmm. i was so happy that i did it's uh, uh i've discovered it's um it's real easy to uh inflict joy on a trans person by like <laughs> by treating them with the basic level with, of respect yeah. and dignity that uh, you come to expect as any other person yes yeah Funny someone that. told me they liked my hair and like that i was good for the whole day I mean, look, even even when you were still male presenting, if you'd had that hair, people would be complimenting the hair. That's, Fair. I, I don't know that that's attached to the trans thing. I think you're more comfortable and confident with that hair mm-hmm. and more likely to have it now. That is true. I, I don't want to speak for you, obviously, but like, you know what I mean? I don't I don't know that that's directly related to that. Is what I, I mean, mean, that's that's fair. Yeah. OK, this one comes from Tilo. All right. Hi, Tilo. Uh, she says, what is your favorite bang baby? And when she was writing this, I said, you need to make a qualifier. And she did. What is your favorite non-chompous bang? <laughs> Damn it. Mm-hmm. Ah, uh, fuck. I really like Debon. Yeah, same. You I know? thought about this before, and he's he's absolutely my favorite. Fuck Most it. of the rest of them kind of sucked. But, yeah, pretty uh, much. Ebon was good. Uh, he got a little less good as the show went on. They kind of watered him down a bit, and he was wanted to take over the city. Yeah, he, of... he really degenerated into Saturday morning cartoon villain, you know? Yeah, and the and the what is it? Not the night breed. The night breed were like the vampire types. The, uh-huh. the other breed, the meta breed. Meta breed. Thank you. Uh, gradually, just got worse and worse. Boy, they sure did. I mean, Talon was the only consistent member that was not bad, mm-hmm. but everybody else was like, ugh. Yeah. So yeah, Ebon. But but you know, he came out strong. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then she says, "What DC villains would you have liked to have seen Static Shock fight?" 
Uh, well, first of all, Tilo, the character's name is Static, not Static Shock. The, mm-hmm. the show's called Static Shock. He's a shock to your system, Tilo. Yeah. But I, I was thinking, like, I was going through the list of sort of the, the top-tier DC villains, and sh- he's, he actually fought a lot of them. Yep. Brainiac, the Joker, mm-hmm. Sinestro. Like, yep. Dude, dude has uh, held his own. Uh, and I'm not as familiar with, with DC villains, so I don't know that I have a good answer. Yeah, I'm here. trying to think of any that would be cool, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, do you, like, you know, you, you know this stuff better than yeah, I do. Yeah, I'm I trying know. to- Dark th- Side. I'm, yeah. I mean, look, I'd watch that. I like Dark I Side. Dark Side. I would love to see him, like, just static the shit out of uh, Granny Goodness. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. would be very satisfying to me. <laughs> uh, I'm always down to see uh, Lex Luthor fight anybody. Ooh, ooh, nope. I have the definitive answer. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, this is, like, uh, on Match Game, where they would say, oh, there is a real answer to this. Mm-hmm. Live Wire. Ooh, yep. That's the that's the fight I want to see. Yep, hundred percent. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Tilo's third thing is Sharon is the best. All right, you'll get no argument from me, Ken Bloom. That's true. All right, one more letter here. This yep. is a it's a bit of a wordy one. And Devlin and I went back and forth on this, and I I said uh, I'm not going to read all these words, and and they said, well, you could use a speech synthesizer thing, and but I will read the words because it mm-hmm. is a very well constructed argument. So bear with me here. Where is my bang baby? A deep reading in defense of the colloquial term for a regionally empowered teenager in the DC animated series, Static Shock. It opens with a quote. Comic book names are just kind of dumb. Ron Algar Watt, the Kids Love Batman podcast, episode 133. (laughs) Part one, wham, the language of comics is art. The oft maligned term for a person empowered in the Dakota disaster featured in the television series, Static Shock, is bang baby. While the punchy and alliterative term seems devoid of deep consideration, there is a nuance to the term that not only supports the ethos of the show on a metatextual level, but supports the world of Dakota with a specificity considering both comics history and black art making in the United States. Static Shock is unique in that it features a black teenage superhero, a predominantly black cast of supporting characters and villains, and was helmed by a black showrunner, Dwayne McDuffie, known for embedding commentary on the representation of black people in comics and superhero media within his comics work. It's a disservice to McDuffie and the writing team of Static to assume a careless attitude to any phrase. There is no doubt a studied naivete to the phrase bang baby. Baby, denotatively, seems to uh, act to infantilize the empowered characters. Bang, connotatively, is also one of the countless terms that can also refer to sexual intercourse, and so belies a prepubescent innocence of anyone who uses the term so casually. There is also a euphoric quality to bang baby, familiar to anyone steeped in the superhero genre. The punchy, alliterative quality calls to mind well-worn tropes in comics storytelling. In a narrative capacity, alliterative names, Blue Beetle, Green Goblin, Gorilla Grodd, Peter Parker. In an aesthetic capacity, the brazen and boisterous onomatopoeias that add depth and an aural dimension to the visual form, uh, Snicked, Bamf, Wham. Uh, the formal qualities of the media that were canonized in the mid-20th century are, like all media language, often so melded with the content and mores of the era. The usage of the historically aestheticized comics-esque term like Bang Baby both confronts and subverts the realities of the racism of the era. The superhero genre has always suffered whitewashing of the printed media, which can occur on an editorial level, the publishing level, or even at the uh, level of a careless colorist, and the contemporary issues with whitewashing screen adaptations of the source material. It is the pop-slash-pulp quality of the term Bang Baby that legitimizes static in his world, specifically that black people have always been a part of the super universes, even and especially when ignorant and cowardly comics makers kept them off the page. Part 2. Wu-Tang is for the babies. 
Music of the spheres before the ears. The universe is now sang. GZA, the spark. That's, that's a quote. The world of Dakota is overtly indebted to hip-hop. The opening theme is ostensibly hip-hop. One of the recurring characters is a hip-hop artist. Guest voice actors include the then-up-and-coming Lil Romeo and established hip-hop icon Coolio. It is important to state, Static is not only a black superhero, he's a hip-hop superhero. Hip-hop as a genre and cultural movement was best codified by DJ Africa Bombada as having five pillars. DJing, MCing, graffiti, breakdancing, and knowledge. Knowledge here being the aspect of hip-hop that propelled the genre into a cultural force is a means for progressive change and codified the emerging genre as a force for good. Seminal hip-hop group Wu-Tang Clan first became known for their references to Silver Age comics characters. And while Wu-Tang founding member Old Dirty Bastard once proclaimed to keep the planets in orbit, GZA, a.k.a. The Genius, weaves his passion for astrophysics and quantum mechanics into his rhymes. In fact, GZA consulted with professors at NYU and MIT to ensure lyrics on his solo album Dark Matter were as accurate as they were audacious. GZA is an exemplar for the fifth pillar of hip-hop, not because he has access to established institutions, but because of his curiosity and drive to educate himself. GZA dropped out of high school in 10th grade when he was about Virgil's age. It is through this framework of hip-hop that Static Shock presents itself as a text devoted to a model of radical and horizontal restorative justice through knowledge, as opposed to the ubiquitous vision of progress only through science that is a hallmark of an accelerationist capitalism. The framework of hip-hop also serves as a critique of the traditional trope of superheroic vigilantism being contingent and ironically drawing authority from an axiomatic embrace of the moral authority of existing legal structures of power. Virgil is a student at a science magnet, and the image of the true namesake of Bang Babies would not be lost on him. The industrial explosion that created the Bang Babies was named for the Big Bang, the theoretical critical convergence and explosion of all mass that exists, and so created the universe as we understand it. The Bang Babies are defined, uh, this bang, as a moment zero, as though their lives beforehand were only prelude. For the Bang Babies, their sudden empowerment is indicative of a personal and political renewal on a seemingly cosmic scale. That's it. Wow. Uh, first of all, I am not nearly smart enough to to particularly dissect and uh, critique this. Mm-hmm. I think it's a very well-constructed argument. I agree. Definitely but, always a delight. But have you considered, it sounds like you're having sex with a child. <laughs> I think, I think, I think that's probably my number one biggest problem with the phrase bang baby. Mm-hmm. And oh, excellent points, all absolutely, hundred yes. yes. percent. But also, yeah, bang baby, mm-hmm. it's deeply uncomfortable, and I don't like it, and I don't want it around. Didn't you earlier suggest? I can't remember if this made it onto the show. If we were just, no, it was it was on the show. You suggested mm. if they'd called it something else, they could have called them boom, yeah, boom babies. That's yeah, boom what it was. babies. You yeah. know, because they were by a big boom. Then you could still have the alliteration, be- mm-hmm. which is very much a staple of of, uh, of comics for mm-hmm. sure. It absolutely is. But you know, maybe maybe not the word "bang," which mm-hmm. you know yeah. has a very specific meaning and did at the time. It's not like that yeah. developed over the last like twenty odd years or whatever. Like people would have been mm-hmm. snickering at that at the time too. Mm-hmm. I think maybe if the show had made it one of those things where the news called them that and everyone mm-hmm. who was one just kind of like cringed every time they heard it. It's like, can we not call them bang babies? Mm-hmm. No, but we're the calling fact them that, that. That everyone is just like, yeah, you know, a bang baby. Mm-hmm. There's no reason to think about this phrase anymore. I mean, that is the way you normalize things is just mm. by 
normalizing them. Uh, that is true. But, you know, I don't know. I, I, I absolutely can't speak to the racial component of it. I'm, mm. I'm somewhat familiar with the, the sort of uh, more intellectual reading on hip hop culture. Mm. Not, maybe not to this degree. Sure. But somewhat. I, I'm somewhat steeped in some, like I've read some books and things. Mm. But uh, I still think the, the primary issue of while all that is true, it still sounds like you're banging babies. Yeah, please don't bang a baby. I would prefer not. No, what what we do on this show is bang a dog up the ass, right? <laughs> which I too, which we are not doing. To be clear, it's an expression between the two of us that evolved from a space ghost episode, and that's all you need to know about that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but we do say it a lot. We do. We surely do, Al. We surely do. Yes. All right. Well, Devlin, thank you. Mm-hmm. I hope I, I hope I did your thing justice by by reading it and. That was a cold read, so I apologize. I stumbled yeah. over a couple of words, but, uh, but thank I you I so much for sending that in. Yeah, and I, I hope like people could, you know, make their way through my reading of it to actually yeah. understand your points because they are good and well mm-hmm. thought out and well well delivered. All right, well, that is all. I suppose next week yeah. we will start in on the Zeta project. Yeah, whatever uh, the fuck that is. What? Yeah. And I, I, I left myself a note here. Zeta streaming question mark. I'm gonna check. I'm gonna yeah. see where you guys can watch it. I will let you know when we when we show up for the first episodes. Mm-hmm. Hopefully it won't just be I happen to have copies of these on hand. Hopefully it'll be we could all watch it together because I, I like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'll, so I'll one let of the you know. important parts of a the watch along part of a watch along podcast. <laughs> yeah, I I mean I've never really called this a watch along podcast no. because if people want to, that's great. It mm. just give like this is just an excuse for us to show up every week with some kind of structure. That's all. Yeah, exactly. I just enjoy hanging out with Maggie. It's like yeah, yeah we'll watch a TV show, Aww. whatever. It doesn't matter. I I enjoy hanging out with you too, Al. Good. Uh, all right. So uh, that's it, and we'll see you next week with some Zeta. Yeah. See you, folks. Twala bang babies. Ugh, last time. <laughs> For more information about this show and the people who make it, visit kidslovebatman.com. To provide financial support for this show and all of the shows produced by Algar Productions, consider a pledge at patreon.com Algar. That's double A-L-G-A-R. The Kids Love Batman podcast is a co-production of Maggie Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Copyright 2022. Algar Productions. Please don't sue us. We're just doing this for fun.